Welcome to the Heights Sermon Series Podcast, where each week you'll hear a new message that'll help you with your life shaped by the Word. There we go. Merry Christmas, everybody. What a great crowd here this Christmas. Look around. Isn't this awesome? Be filled up at church. That's so exciting. Wonderful to have you all here uh, on this Christmas. And of course, so many also joining us online. We're excited to have you also. If you've been around here much uh, in the month of December during this Christmas season, you've heard me talking about prepositions. Doesn't sound like a Christmas topic, does it? But we, we've been talking about prepositions, two in particular, in and around. Now, with it being Christmas, guys, stop and think about it, folks. All across the world, in homes and in churches, people are opening their Bibles. They're turning to Matthew 1 and 2. They're turning to Luke chapter 1 and 2. And they're looking at the Christmas story, the real one, the historical one that took place and and so often we're drawn to those passages in Matthew and Luke and uh but what those passages give us is much of what was going on around Jesus at his arrival around him there there's a bethlehem there's angels and shepherds a star and a manger and you know what's going on around them is incredibly important It's important to you and me because it helps us identify, it helps us to see clearly that this baby is the very Son of God. So it's really important what's going on around. But there's a unique passage, kind of stands alone. There's a Christmas passage that talks about what is going on in Jesus on Christmas Day. And do you know what's going on in him is what issues a command to you and me, a, a Christmas command. Listen to this. I'm reading from Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, and it starts with the command. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And do you know that when God says that, you know what he points to? Christmas Day. He points to Christmas, all, we're all looking at his son, and says, hey, I want you to have the same attitude as that right there. Now, what was that attitude? Well, let's, let's understand that. Verse 6, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave, and he was born as a human being. There's a reference there that on Christmas, Jesus put on a body. He got a human body. We've been looking at this all through the Christmas season because, boy, the body's kind of front and center in America right now, isn't it? How are we to understand that? What, what do we think about the human body? It's, it's purpose, it's identity, it's pleasure, all these things. Well, the scripture says, hey, about your body, have the same attitude as Christ. It mentions his body again. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God, and he died a criminal's death on a cross. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a Christmas passage, right? We're we're looking for angels and a star there. Doesn't sound like a Christmas passage, but what was the passage about? When Jesus got a body. When did that happen? On Christmas Day. 
And as God points to that, he gives you and I that command to have the same attitude that he had. Well, well, what was his attitude as he put on that body? You know, a couple of words we've been talking about are the words humble and selflessness. Humbly, Jesus put on a body. That, you know, when he realized, when he put on that body, he was covering up who he was. He was covering up all that he was as the infinite was poured into the finite, as glory was made plain, as humility. That was his attitude. Selflessness. Man, he, he, he didn't put on this body for what it was going to do for him. He wasn't thinking about his identity, his pleasure, his agenda, how this would advance. And no, none of that. What was he thinking about? He put on this body to obey the Father. He put on this body to serve you and me. And boy, serve is kind of an understatement. The, the, the word actually used there is that he died. He died for you and me. He died so we could live. You realize we, we gather this Christmas. We're the only ones who celebrate a baby that was born to die so we could live. So that we could live as children of God. Heirs to eternal life. Heirs to heaven. So that we could live right here and right now without shame. Without guilt. But with God's peace and God's presence. He died so that you and I could, listen to this, look forward to standing before God. That's what God wants for you and me. Not fear and trembling. Not not guessing and hoping. But to look forward to that day. He died so that we could have that. So we've used these two words, humble and selfless. I want to kind of mash those two words together and give us a biblical phrase to define the attitude of Jesus. He died to himself and he lived for God. That's an attitude that you and I can pick up. I'm going to die to myself And I'm going to live for God. What if I was to spend, you were to spend 2023 trying to do that very thing right there? You know, each week I'm going to pray about it. Hey, God, what's that mean to die to myself? What's that mean to live for you? Hey, God, as I make this decision, how do I do this in a way that is is dying to me but living unto you? Hey, how do I respond to this person in a way that is dying to me? And living unto you. Hey, what if we just were to do that once a week? I mean, we make lots of decisions. I'm not saying let's do it on every one. That'd be crazy. But what about one decision a week? One response a week? One prayer a week? I really think by the time we get to this time next year, we'd have quite a gift to present to Christ. And you know, here's the beauty of taking on this challenge. No fear of failure. You don't have to fear not dying enough to self and living enough to God. You see, I'm not going to die to myself and live to God so that God will love me. Jesus has already secured God's love for me. I'm not trying to die to myself and and live to God so that I can hope I can go to heaven. No, Jesus has already secured heaven for me. No, I, w- I want to die to myself and I want to live to God because that's how I can most enjoy 
my Lord and Savior right now. That's how I can be most like him right now. It gives you and I a chance to touch the very glory of God. Gosh, think of those moments right before Christmas. Christ, all that glory, all that majesty, all that power, all that eternity poured into not just a human, a baby. I mean, folks, think about, just, just finish that thought. That means there's a moment where God has to be picked up. Where God has to be protected, fed, but not forever. You know, I, I, counting today, I have read Philippians 2 verses 5 to 8 four weeks in a row. And I don't know if any of y'all have noticed, but when I stop in verse 8, I'm kind of stopping in the middle of a thought. That, that's not the end of the idea being communicated here. Let's, let's on this Christmas go ahead and finish the idea with verses 9 through 11. Therefore, therefore, because Jesus humbled himself, because Jesus was selfless, because Jesus died to himself and lived for his Father, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And he gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue, every tongue, not just the tongues that are alive when he comes back, every tongue ever created. Every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, all that... All that glory was covered up as God put on flesh. But Jesus got it back, didn't he? He gets that glory back. You know, when he comes a a second time, that's what this is referring to now. And, And let's just stop right there. Let's think about the first coming. Dozens and dozens and dozens of prophecies, promises, verses defined for us, described for us. Tell us what is going to happen in the first coming. And every one of them came true. That's not my faith. That's not what I believe because I'm a Christian. That is a historically verifiable fact. Uh, God batted a thousand on the first coming. Which should give you and I tremendous confidence All those promises about the second coming, all that definition and description about the second coming, I can pretty much count on it's going to happen exactly like it's written. And when he comes back, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And some, and if you read the New Testament, I think it would actually suggest most, most will bow their knee and say that Jesus is Lord at their own judgment and condemnation. Because they did not in this life choose to acknowledge him as Lord and God. They chose not to bow before him. And others, many of us in here, I would assume, many of us watching right now on Christmas morning, many of us, we did choose in this life. And we too will bow. And we too will declare, but... As his children, 
and at our reward. What's your choice? How are you living that choice? Would you believe Christmas Day shows us how to live that Jesus is Lord of all? We die to ourselves and we live to God. Let's pray. Oh, our Lord and our Savior, our God and Father, Almighty, Most Holy, we gather on this Christmas to bow our knee before you, to with our tongue say, you are Lord. We worship you because you would humbly and selflessly come to solve a problem we could not fix, to defeat an enemy we could not defeat. Oh, in you, Jesus, there is life and life eternal. In you, Jesus, there is the forgiveness of my sins and the love of God. No fear of condemnation, no, no guilt anymore. Thank you. Thank you. And I thank you that I don't have to continue fighting, clawing, hoping that I am enough or doing enough. But I can just enjoy that I'm yours. And obedience and worship and loving and serving aren't rules I'm trying to obey. They're just an opportunity to be like you. To be like you and enjoy life like you would have it to be enjoyed. Jesus, I pray that across this room, all those watching online, that we would be an army of people in 2023, dying to ourselves and living unto you. You are so worthy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.